0: Hello and welcome to the Sester's podcast. My name is Sama and I am unfortunately not joined by my sister and co-host Faza today. I would like to talk about my journey to minimalism today in this lovely podcast. And I'm going to kind of start from where I was as a complete maximalist a few years ago, so much so that I in fact wrote a blog post about how brown girls could not be minimalist or how minimalism was not for brown girls and now today to describing myself as an intentionalist as opposed to a very strict minimalist so i'm going to take you back to the year 2018 or so i think i was at the peak of my shopping addiction where i was spending hundreds of dollars no joke a week on fast fashion like zara and forever 21 in fact when forever 21 closed its stores in canada three people offered me condolences because they knew how much i loved forever 21 and how i would buy from forever 21 all the time like i could tell you you know the coupon codes like if they weren't offering them at that time i was like oh well i know that like save 40 pretty much always works I don't know if it still works (laughs) and so i was very heavily invested in fast fashion invest is a funny word but i was spending a lot of money on fast fashion all the time and i just had an almost overwhelming amount of stuff and an overwhelming amount of clothes in fact so much so that it was sort of comical i would describe having An overflowing closet, an overflowing coat closet, overflowing under bed storage, overflowing um, suitcases in my locker, clothes at my parents' place, and clothes in pretty much any kind of storage situation you could think of. And it still wasn't, quote unquote, enough. I mean, I hadn't reached a point where I was willing to say I have enough even though I knew that I had enough and in fact I felt like I had way more than I really wanted but it was very difficult for me to stop consuming and I think that was for a few different reasons one of the most obvious reasons is because of social media I used to watch a lot of Haul content on youtube because i just love fashion and i've always wanted to know what the latest trends are and i still find that interesting so i'd watch a lot of these youtubers who would do these massive clothing hauls every week if not multiple times a week i would follow other influencers on instagram mostly and see what they were buying every week and sometimes it was More ethically sourced fashion like from thrift stores but most of the time it was fast fashion and the kind of nice and terrible thing about fast fashion is that it's pretty universally available so if somebody in England bought something from H&M it was very likely that I sitting in Toronto could buy the same thing the also exciting part about fast fashion is that It cycles so quickly so if I did see something that somebody bought in a haul from Zara it was like you had to snap it up pretty quickly because there's no guarantee that it's going to be there next week so unhealthy consumption habits but I did see it as a way to express my creativity I had also gotten a job um, where I was able to afford some of these luxuries and I just used my discretionary income in a very irresponsible way. I mean, there's more irresponsible things you can do with money, but definitely buying a ton of clothes that you're really not even going to wear is pretty bad, too. I think another unfortunate habit came from the fact that because of social media culture, I did feel like I needed a different outfit for every event, which is so silly because like, first of all, where did that idea come from? I'm not a celebrity that it's like, people are going to remember what I wore to the Met Gala. But I definitely felt that I needed to switch it up regularly. And part of feeling like fashion was one of the only ways in which I could outwardly express my creativity, it meant that I put a lot of emphasis on the way I looked and my clothes. I do think part of that was also, unfortunately, because of fat phobia in society. I probably weighed about 20 pounds more than I currently weigh. And when you are a chubbier person, as I have been for most of my life, unfortunately, there's a lot of stereotypes that go along with that. And some of that is reflected in your personality that if you are heavier you must have worse habits you must be a slobby person you must not take a lot of pride in your appearance and so almost as a way to combat that I wanted to be hyper stylish and was really interested in makeup and looking good all the time almost as a way to like counter this unfortunate stereotype that suggested you know, that I was less worthy because I was at a larger weight. And then a different reason that I think I was so drawn to possessions is because I really put a lot of emotional energy into them. I could probably remember even now where I bought each of those clothing items that I used to have. And I would attach a lot of memory and significance to that item because of the memory. wherever i purchased it from it wouldn't just be an item of clothing it would be like oh well that's the thing that i bought when i went to that place and it you know i bought it with this person and it became like if i was to get rid of that clothing item i was going to be getting rid of a memory which is just something i didn't feel equipped to do at that time this is maybe a little bit over psychoanalyzing it but i also think that as somebody who's moved around quite a bit in my life and i've never really had a Quote unquote stable home to go back to for the majority of my life because I grew up as an expat or moved around every couple of years and you know was an immigrant. That I didn't carry a lot of physical possessions with me all the time from place to place, but my clothes really acted as substitutes for the place or the memory or the time in my life, and also I got to pick up lots of different types of clothes and things from different places that I went to and traveled to or lived in. So again, I gave them this additional significance that I don't think that they needed. Like a couple of pieces, having this emotional charge to them is fine, but not when you have, like I did, hundreds of items of clothing. And I don't think I ever counted, but I'm talking like upwards of 500 items of clothing, which is ridiculous because I have one body. And honestly, not even such an exciting life where I need to be doing multiple costume changes per day. And realistically, of course, with the 80-20 rule, you only really wear about 80% of your clothing, or sorry, 20% of your clothing, 80% of the time. Um, And so a lot of it was wasted. And then psychologically, it was very heavy on my mind, That I just had so much stuff. And I did feel really weighed down by it. I remember even looking for larger apartments to move into. Because I just didn't know how I was going to manage all of this stuff. Which is kind of ridiculous to be like, let me look for a new place to hold my addiction. As opposed to narrowing down what I actually need to own. So... I would go through multiple rounds of decluttering. I love the KonMari method. I love thinking about items that spark joy. But as I mentioned, I almost felt like too many items sparked joy. Or they didn't spark joy necessarily, but they sparked nostalgia. And that had a lot of emotional weight for me. And unfortunately, decluttering without getting to the source of the problem means that you're just going to go... Purchase more stuff to fill the new gaps that you have in your wardrobe. If you're used to something being bursting at the seams, when it fits normally, you know, when there's an adequate amount of clothing that just feels like it's empty, which is, again, very, very silly, but how I felt. So, fast forward to the pandemic, where I think a lot of things came into focus for a lot of people. And certainly for me, my shopping addiction came into focus. I stopped buying clothes online and obviously in stores for, I would say, like the first six months of the pandemic. And also, you know, living in Toronto, we had the longest lockdowns in the world. So, six months from March to September 2020, it was like not even possible to go to a store. And I was also very, very hyper aware of germs and potentially catching covid at that time we didn't have a ton of information of you know how it was transmitted so i felt like buying something from an online retailer and then getting it shipped to me i just didn't know if it was safe or not so i didn't buy anything and that was great not only did i save like a billion dollars i also started to realize that i have Plenty, and I actually have so much more than I need. And spending all that time indoors by myself mostly with my sister, I realized that I needed more space, as in, not that I needed to buy a larger apartment, but I didn't want to have clothes overflowing from every drawer and every, you know, storage thing in my apartment. So I did start to reprioritize what I needed and I started to declutter with a bit more mindful intention this time. I also was introduced to some minimalist content on YouTube and I was getting more into that and I think the reason that this minimalist content had an impact on me this time as opposed to previously when I had been exposed to quote unquote the minimalists which like i just couldn't relate so much of the minimalist content that i had previously been exposed to was coming from this very like white man perspective of you know i wear the same black t-shirt every single day and nobody cares which is again such a silly life advice type of thing to give because like I don't even know. But, you know, there's gender dynamics to presentation. There's gender dynamics to clothing. There's all these other factors going on. And I felt like the minimalist content at that time was very much driven around productivity and optimization, which I just, again, felt was sort of antithetical to my real problem. I wasn't, I mean, I didn't relate my excess of things to a lack of productivity or a lack of optimization, although I suppose you can say it was a bit of a lack of op- lack of optimization of space and resources and time and all that good stuff, but I didn't really want these two guys, the minimalists, I watched their documentary, talking about how they got rid of all of their photographs and paper documents because they didn't need them. I mean, to me, that just seemed like absolutely horrifying, and it is still horrifying to me. To get rid of those things in the quest for optimization, there was another example that they gave of you know I have like five pairs of underwear that are all black and then one that's red and when I get to the red one is when I need to do laundry I'm just like ugh it just feels gross to me I just feel like you need to be doing laundry you know you don't need to get to your red pair of underwear when you realize that things are dirty I don't know just kind of gross to me so I didn't relate to that but this female led and especially women of color-led minimalist content that I started being exposed to. And I suppose I started with KonMari, although I didn't really have enough of a community around her to get some of the concepts. Their focus was so much more on having a joyful and intentional life, which I love. That's that's what I want. I want to feel like the things that I have are things that I use and that I need I don't want to be filled with a closet of what ifs and missed opportunities and one day I'll fit into that or saving this for a special occasion. It's just not, to me, a happy way to be so when i started then shifting my focus away from having 20 items because of optimization to let me make sure that i actually can wear everything that i have let me make sure that everything i have fits with my style and is not just something that i'm keeping because i'm afraid of letting go which is definitely part of that scarcity mentality that like capitalism will feed you and also unfortunately like i said being slightly larger than i am now I definitely felt a scarcity mindset that if I didn't buy this item right now, I may never have a chance to buy something beautiful of this caliber in my size ever again. And it's really unfortunate that I felt that way. And I'm not the only one who's experienced that. But it's not even false, you know, which sucks. And I've never really been even into the plus size realm like I've always been kind of a mid size. So for me as like a size 12 or a size 14 to feel that way is very sad. Considering the abundance of like clothing that's produced every year in a really unethical way. And then that was another part of it. But like what were my life values? I do want to live in an ethical and sustainable way. I have a lot of social justice values that I try to express and different ways, whether it's activism or, you know, consumerism, and I realized that clothing was this like massive area of my life where I had just neglected the environmental and ethical footprint of my purchases. So even shifting from saying, I'm gonna try to buy things secondhand, which you can easily buy in a place of like Canada from Poshmark or at a thrift store. I mean to call it like thrifting or even secondhand is like sort of inaccurate because you buy like brand new things um, from really good labels and you know this season or past season it's kind of ridiculous how easy that is and I ended up selling so many of my things on Poshmark as well that were brand new with tags just because they weren't my style or my size anymore. So that was the consumption piece and then there's also the ethical ways to get rid of things that you no longer need or no longer serve you which is important and I got introduced to the concept of quote-unquote unbuying which I believe was coined by a small wardrobe on YouTube I think her name was Patricia I don't know if she coined it but that was the first time that I heard it where she encourages people to go through the process of Rehoming items as opposed to just putting them in a bag and throwing it into a donation bin near you which is what I used to do and I used to just be doing these mass declutters every couple months and realizing that there's so much work that goes into unbuying something really puts into perspective that when you do purchase something new like the effort that it takes to like mindfully get rid of something makes you question whether you need that thing in the first place. So the way that I did it was first asking family and friends whether they wanted the stuff, then trying to sell it at consignment stores like Plato's Closet, pretty much Plato's Closet, because other secondhand stores in Toronto are kind of garbage, like they just have no respect for the effort and care that you might have taken in maintaining these clothes and they'll give you like you know half a button for it in return so do better if anybody from those (laughs) clothing stores is listening and then also selling on Poshmark like I mentioned and if after I think I would give myself about a month or two if after all that time I still could not mindfully get rid of whatever it was that I was trying to get rid of then I would donate it and I would try to donate it to like a value village or even better to a specific cause so there are some kind of cause-based donation bins and centers that you can mindfully donate to in Toronto so I'd encourage you to like look that up for your city another thing was for items that may not have been in resellable condition was to recycle the textiles responsibly, which is, again, another huge endeavor, another effort in mindfully getting rid of something. So I would save up these scraps of fabrics or torn items or whatever, which I didn't really have a lot of torn items, but whatever I did have, put them into a bag and then collect them until I had enough to make a trek out to Markham to Responsibly recycle these textiles. And when you put all that effort into getting rid of something in a socially responsible way, you realize why there is so much clothes waste in the world. When most people are not doing that, when most people are simply putting something into a donation bin, and a lot of the times when you are in a wealthier part of the world, That clothing will not even get sourced into a thrift store in your community, but it'll be shipped to a less um, economically developed part of the world where it'll either just be thrown into a landfill or it can be like resold there. I'm not mad about it being resold in another part of the world. That's totally fine with me. But what I am mad about is our waste being sent to a landfill in another country that like had absolutely nothing to do with the creation of that waste. So I didn't want to be a part of that problem anymore. And in this process, I've really come to understand that clothes for me are just that. They don't have to have all these extra memories associated with them. They don't have to have this extra emotional valence added to them. And that makes me feel lighter because then i don't feel so burdened by my possessions anymore and i don't feel so precious about my possessions either i really feel like there's almost everything in my closet or anything in my closet could be taken away from me (laughs) and i would be just fine you know somebody of my body shape um Finding certain clothes is challenging, like finding bras in my size, so I'd be a little bit upset if they were all taken away from me and I had to start from scratch, but pretty much everything else, it's nice to have what I have, but they don't give me my identity and they don't give me my meaning. Also, giving myself a little bit more credit for the fact that I am a creative person, I am an interesting person. And my clothes don't need to show that off to people all the time. Like a conversation can do that. Other aspects of my life and experience will do that. I don't need to possess clothing items to adorn myself to be perceived as interesting or be perceived as valuable and perceived as worthy. So... If you're listening to this and maybe relating to some of it, like I really encourage you to also see yourself as being a much more complex and beautiful person than can simply be expressed with your clothes or your makeup or your jewelry or anything else like physical and outward about you. That's really not the most exciting part of you. It is unfortunate on social media that we are consumed by these images that are presented to us as candid, although they're absolutely not, or marketed towards us under the guise of a specific aesthetic. And you feel like maybe to be a part of that community, you have to embody this particular look. And you don't. You really don't need that. So I would encourage anybody who's listening to this and he might be interested in living a more minimalist and intentionalist life that you try in a way that works for you, at a pace that works for you, and get to your why. Why do you want to have a more intentional and minimalist life? For me, it was because I wanted the simplicity. I wanted the weight lifted off my shoulder, and frankly, I wanted to save more money, which now, thankfully, I do. I also wanted to live my values which are trying to be environmentally and socially and ethically responsible which I think I do a little bit better of now especially since I've mostly quit fast fashion and I would also try to get to the root of your problems of like why do I actually have so much stuff maybe you were like me and you were the king of zara and h&m and (laughs) forever 21 and you just have like an addiction to those places maybe the clothes meant something more than just being clothes and it's hard to get rid of those things whatever it might be figure out why it's so hard for you to let go and then challenge yourself to some small steps here and there Through my process, I encountered a couple of resources that really helped me. So I'm going to make sure to link them in the show notes. I can't believe I'm saying that like I'm a real podcaster. (laughs) Okay. So feel free to check them out and let me know if this was helpful for you and what you think. All right. Take care and hope to see you in the next one. Bye.